Get a jump start on 2024 in a new Kia from Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Shop their large selection, including the new Sorento, Nero, and Soul models. You'll score big with low prices, trade assist cash, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit OlatheKia.com. The Zone is presented by Guaranteed Foods, delivering all natural food to Midwestern families since 1958. Enjoy healthier food, more free time, free delivery, and better value. Go to GuaranteedFoods.com. All right, we continue right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Coming up uh, about 11.50 or so, we will hear from the Chiefs. Press conferences today, coordinator day, Dave Tobe, Steve Spagnolo, Matt Nagy, and we'll see which players will be at the podium today as well. Right now, visiting with Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest, and 41 is the Mike podcast. He is presented by Cap One Lending, the freedom loan of Cap One Lending, the exclusive loan that helps you pay your home off in less than half the time, gives you access to your home's equity without having to refinance. Go to CapOneLending.com. Matt Derrick joining us here. Matt, what's up, man? How are you, sir? I am doing just dandy, Jason, and I can tell you what players will be at the podium if you prefer. Yes, absolutely. I would love to know that. I haven't seen the uh, the, the names yet. It will be the coordinators along with Justin Reed and Rushy Rice. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love listening to uh, Justin Reed. Um, Rice still uh, coming along. Um, I think uh, I think Rice still of the uh, I'm not going to say anything to get me in trouble. Um, but uh, but I love listening to Justin Reed. So there we go. We get Steve Spagnolo and Justin Reed on the same day. Sign me up, baby. I am all for that. Um, yeah, no, looking uh, looking forward to that. And you know what? Um, good uh, day to have a couple of guys that were uh, big impacts in that game. Let's go back to the Ravens game before we look ahead to all the holding calls that will be called in the 49ers uh, game in the Super Bowl. Um, the uh, The defensive performance for this Chiefs team, um, allowing only 10 points to the Ravens. Um, I mean, obviously it was an impressive performance, but I'm wondering from your perspective uh, how impressive it was, how maybe unexpected it, it was to a degree for them to hold them to only 10 points, and, and, and how you think they got there with, uh, with what they did and how they played uh, to, uh, to limit the Ravens. Yeah, I think that, you know, the most impressive thing I think about it was that the Chiefs did exactly what, you should have expected them to do. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo has a game plan against the Ravens, and it works pretty well. I mean, I don't think that the Chiefs did anything that should have surprised the Ravens. Their plan is to go out there. It's to hem Lamar Jackson into the pocket, make sure that he can't escape, uh, make sure that he can't get, uh, certainly get outside contained, just keep you know, maintain the edge, uh, you know, maintain gap integrity so he can't take off up the middle. Uh, get them out of their ground game, turn them into a passing team, and put the game in Lamar's arm. And that's exactly what the Chiefs do every time under Steve Spagnuolo against the Ravens. It almost every time works. And uh, the fact that the Ravens just abandoned the run totally and completely early in that game, and especially in the second half when it was still a, a close game, I just don't get. I mean, it, they, they fell down by seven. And you, you felt like they were acting like they were down by 21. You, I, they just completely abandoned their principles and their DNA. And the, how the Chiefs get them out of their, their rhythm and their offense and out of their scheme, I have no idea. But Steve Spagnuolo, I think, just lives rent-free in the heads of the Baltimore Ravens. From seven minutes to go in the third quarter to the end of the game, we know the Chiefs didn't score in the second half, so they were down by 10. But from seven minutes to go in the third quarter, the Baltimore Ravens had 10 first down plays. They had zero runs. Mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling for that team. Yeah. 
I mean, it's. I would love to go back and look at what uh, what those numbers were. Let's say even the first half uh, against the Texans when it was a back and forth game. It was a closer game. Game script still, you know, uh, in their in their favor because they're not trailing. But again, they had the ball down by seven. And then they had the ball again, down by seven. You know, I mean, so they had the ball tied. I mean, it was 0-0. They got the ball first, ran the ball once, which I'm perfectly fine with. Um, they they stopped running. And, and one of the questions uh, that I asked, um, oh, I can't remember who I asked this week. Uh, we've had a lot of different guests on. We broke this game down a lot. But but I'll ask you that um, if, if you look at the game and maybe you've watched it again, I don't know, watch the All-22 or whatever. But one of the things that I've wondered is, I love the line that Spagnolo uses of having the chalk last. And and I just wonder if, you know, the abandoning the run game was part of the game plan by the Chiefs of the personnel they were playing to say, if you run, you're just going to run right into what we are loading up for. And we know what you're going to do. So if you're running, it might be a waste of a down that Todd Munkin is going, okay, well, let's counter Let's run this pass play against this heavier personnel that they have out there, this base personnel, because I'd rather them have uh, Nick Bolton, Drew Tranquil, and Leo Chanel on the uh, field at the same time rather than bring in you know, another safety or whatever. How much was it Steve Spagnuolo and his personnel decisions, You know, almost like we talk about the offense dictates what the defense is going to do. The offense comes out in 12 or 13, so the defense is going to go base. Offense comes out in you know, uh, uh, five wide. And the defense is like, all right, let's throw, you know, six different defensive backs, seven defensive backs out here if we have to, uh, just to guard this. That how much maybe was Spagnolo saying, well, this is the personnel we're using, so we're almost going to force your hand to pass out of your heavy personnel. Well, that goes back to how I feel like the, the Spags just lives in the head of that entire organization and coaching staff, even even newcomers and mm-hmm. guys who you are coming in, uh, because that should absolutely for a team, especially like the Ravens should not be your mentality. Your mentality is, no, we're going to go out there and dictate terms. We're going to do what we do. We're going to run it down their throats. They can't touch us. You know, They're going to have to change their personnel to match up with us because we're going to do what we do. And if you're changing your offensive scheme and your approach and your play calling to what the defense is giving you from the get-go, when mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they ran the ball with Gus Edwards three times, and all the guy did was average six and a half yards a carry. I mean, I thought, gosh, if they give the ball to Gus Edwards 20 times this game, Chiefs are losing. And I don't know what was going on through the Ravens head because they just were thinking, okay, well, you know what? He's going to put this person on the field. We'll, we'll throw the football. Well, they can't throw the football. So I, I just I just don't get it. Like I said, I mean, I felt like it just seemed like they got down seven and mm-hmm. they played like they were down by 21. And I, I think you just can't give – you can't panic that quickly and just abandon your game plan, whether it's based on the scheme that you're getting and the look that you're getting from the defense, or it's based on you know being down by seven in the first half. I don't know how the 49ers will approach this week as a uh, next week as a team. I know how Nick Bosa has answered a couple of questions already uh, at his uh, uh, press conference yesterday, and Jed York, the only thing he remembers from the Super Bowl is Nick Bosa being held on Jet Chip Wasp. Uh, and Nick Bosa yesterday saying, you know, he was asked, were you held on that third and 15, that uh, jet chip wasp play? And he's, I don't think they had a view from the, uh, from the back, but uh, I'm sure I was. It was Eric Fisher, <laughs> which is okay, great. Um, and then asked about the tackles on this team that they hold a lot. 
I don't know how this week is going to go. That's Nick, that's Nick Bosa. Fred Warner, by the way, uh, talked right after Nick Bosa. Nothing but complimentary. Talking about how awesome this Chiefs team is, how great Andy Reid is, Patrick Mahomes, how difficult it is to game plan for, how that game still sticks in their mind and what he takes away from that was we got to play for four quarters because when we were up 10, in my mind, I already started thinking about we won the Super Bowl, and that can't happen this go-around. So I do think if the Chiefs are, are leading or trailing or whatever, that it's going to be different, you know, because that was interesting to hear Fred Warner say that, you know, four years later, yeah, in my mind, I was already thinking about the Super Bowl, and we were up 10. And the next thing you know, the Chiefs go three straight possessions and score touchdowns. He clearly taking a different approach of this week. I have no idea what they're going to do, but the Buffalo Bills – decided that they were going to take the approach of, no, the Chiefs are the ones with all the pressure. they got to come into our house. They've never gone on the road. The Chiefs are the ones. they got to feel it. Uh, good luck, you know, coming in here. You, you guys have never been on the road. And that was a mistake. And the Ravens took the approach of, we're going to be the bullies. We're going to intimidate you, you the world champions, the team that this is the sixth straight time you've played in this game. We're going to be the ones that intimidate you. And that was a mistake. Um, I, I, just the last couple of weeks in, in the approach that teams have played in sort of the psychological off-the-field stuff seems to be the wrong tact to take. I don't know what the 49ers are going to do, but I would guess that they might want to learn from the Bills and the Ravens in the approach they took because neither of those was successful and both of them were used as fuel because the Chiefs talked about both of them after the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, you're going up against the Chiefs. For the most part, I think your strategy should absolutely be to just clam up. Don't don't talk trash. Don't try to bait them because they've got a couple of guys on that team that just don't fall for the bait. I mean, if any, if what happens is it just motivates them even more. And even I know, you know, hey, Mahomes said, hey, you know, Justin Tucker trying to play head games with him mm-hmm. didn't really matter and everything. <laughs> Well, I'm just, uh, I know he, was he also said he wasn't counting to ten because of the Bears. He also said he wasn't counting to four because of Lamar Jackson. He, when he gets to the podium, he's like, "Yeah, I don't really know. I don't remember that uh, what happened there." So he was definitely for that game already ju- juiced up to eleven, and yeah. I'm sure Tucker Tucker took him to twelve. So what's Tucker's no... number? <laughs> exactly. See number so... nine. Yeah, so Tucker took him from what was a 9 to a 12 then. That's fine. Yeah. So, 15. you know, I mean, you can't step on Superman's cape. You can't poke the yeah. bear. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the the Fred Warner approach is absolutely what you should be. These guys are awesome. They, they beat us last time. We thought we had it, and they're too good. And, you know, they can't be beaten. They're the favorites in this game. That's how I would be portraying it. It doesn't matter what the odds say. The Chiefs are the favorites in this game. That's the way they should be playing it because you can't let – this, this team, if you give them an inch to be able to play the the underdog card and the everybody's against this card, they will just use that as fire and chop that wood, as Eric Benamy would say, and just build themselves a little bonfire. And I just don't know how you, how is the team you let them do that. I mean, you got to kind of reclaim the narrative and make sure that the the Chiefs feel like that they're the top dog and they're the favorite, and you should be the scrappy underdog fighting for it. I uh, I watched the condensed version of the uh, Super Bowl last night. Um because I'm a dork and I wanted to watch the... You know why, Matt? Because I'm a grown-ass man. I can make decisions for myself, okay? That's why I watched it, because I want to, okay? 
Um, pretty, 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 pretty arrogant though. When I have to, I actually thought to myself, I have to ask you which Super Bowl did you watch? Right. I mean, I've never watched the Bucks Super Bowl again, so nor will I ever. No, nothing. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn. Yeah, that, I've watched the, uh, I've watched the condensed Eagles one a couple of times. I don't know why I've watched that one. I, I watched the Forty ers condensed one a lot. Like, I think I watched the whole game broadcast three or four times over the next couple of weeks. Because again, first Super Bowl of my lifetime, I was really enjoying that. Then the Eagles, the second one, and this one, the third. I don't even know if I'll even. Watch watch the game <laughs> just joking um but i forgot how dire it felt at the time you know because we look back and we remember those three straight possessions and how awesome it was and the celebrations and everything and uh what patrick mahomes looked like uh after that interception that bounced off the hands of tyreek hill but i i just i completely forgot um the feeling and, and being taken back to that feeling being in the stadium at the time and hearing nothing but 49ers celebrations uh, in the second half and being annoyed at every time George Kittle caught a ball and the 49ers fans that would get up and look over at Chiefs fans do the George Kittle sort of like the three-finger whatever drop. They would do it right at Chiefs fans, you know? Um, and then I really enjoyed that when the Chiefs were uh, picking up first downs and scoring that all the Chiefs fans would look at those same people and like do the George Kittle thing. It was great. Um, that, was, uh, that was a lot of fun. But Mahomes, it felt like, you know, uh, flipped a switch in that game. And and maybe it was uh, Wasp that changed everything and, and that throw. Because the throw before that on second and 15, people forget that was an easy throw that he just underthrew Tyreek Hill. It was just an easy throw, and it was an incomplete pass because he just missed. And and he was doing that a lot in that game. He had two touch uh, two interceptions, no touchdowns, um, and, and he had struggled in that game. And then he just turned it on when it mattered. And, and, and I, I bring that up because it sort of – uh, pops into my head of what we've seen him do this postseason run that you know it felt like all three of these games every single possession was a big possession that mattered because you needed points you're going up against good teams you're playing on the road and not that 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 Super Bowl wasn't but he threw a really bad pass to that was intercepted by I think Fred Warner. I mean that was just a terrible terrible pass that was a I'm gonna be a gunslinger um, and he was just missing in that game. As you look at this Patrick Mahomes player right now, uh, how would you describe it? How would you sort of put into words what you're watching and how Patrick Mahomes is playing right now compared to you know what we've seen and how we've seen him play throughout his career? Yeah, I heard you heard you guys talking about the some of the numbers earlier, and and while we're talking about getting people off their game plan and everything, Jason, I, I hate to digress. Please. But, I do just want to point out, and, 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 and just have a bone to pick with both you and Briscoe, yes. because you're talking about all these numbers to show mm-hmm. and illustrate that this is like the you know, best three-game stretch maybe of Patrick Mahomes' career and everything. And, and I, I distinctly remember last week telling you guys that I'm taking the Chiefs over the Ravens because you never go against Patty Mahomes. If it's if it's if it's a if it's a toss up situation if it's a coin toss mm-hmm. you put your faith in Patty Mahomes because he's the difference maker and you guys took the Ravens because you don't believe in Patty Mahomes that's right yeah that's a, that's the exact reason I <laughs> took the you took the Chiefs twenty four twenty you did um, I wrote it down uh, I wasn't going to bring it up this time because why even bring up old stuff I mean oh I was definitely we're moving, that up, we're moving on to the Super Bowl Matt I didn't even think uh, anybody remembered uh, predictions that was a week ago you know how much just happened a in a week can me Nick Bosa's been held twice. In the amount of time since they, I, <laughs> I was just I was just listening on Monday when you guys were talking about how we weren't going to bring that up again, and you know, yes. and, old, you know and I was just like, wait a minute, doing wait our a part. Minute. There was only one person in that room that believed in Patty Mahomes. 
uh, Dylan also believed in, although he wasn't in this specific room. Technically, it's a different room, sort of. Exactly, he was in a different room. That's right, that's right. He was was the only Um, full-time member of the show who believed in Patty Mahomes. I I was at Rally House where you can get all your AFC championship (laughs) merch, if you want, with uh, the great Saran Petro, actually, so... I wasn't in the room, but I did send is, uh, my belief. That is true. Dylan, uh, Dylan had them winning. Oh, we definitely believed in Patrick Mahomes. My wallet believed in him. I bet on the Chiefs uh, to win. <laughs> but as I said when I made my prediction, it's sort of a 50-50 coin flip, 51-49. I'm going 26-24 Ravens. Um, I said I'm I never didn't think Patrick Mahomes was good anymore. So that, was, that one's on I, me. That was odd I mean, that he said I mean, he sucks. All, all I'm saying is that I said, I, I told you guys, <laughs> you did, I said, you take, the, take, the, take the Chiefs because you take the team that has Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And you guys disagreed with me. You guys said, no, you, you don't have to take the guy that has Patrick Mahomes. So. I don't remember saying that, but I, but I do remember saying well, on Monday. Well, if you that didn't that's... agree with me when I said the only reason I would take the Chiefs was to take Patty Mahomes, and then you guys don't take him, I ha- what other conclusion can I draw? I just disagree with that reasoning, not necessarily that I wouldn't take Patrick Mahomes every single time, but I did say on Monday, uh, Matt, uh, never again. So uh, it's the uh, it's uh, the only time I've ever picked against the Chiefs in the playoffs, um, and uh, it's also the only time that I thought if both teams played their A game that the Chiefs would lose. Uh, but you know what? Patrick Mahomes uh, did his thing, and, um, and it's what he's been doing. And the best stretch of his career, uh, Matt, I do think was last year's three games in the postseason was was the best stretch of best uh, football he's ever played. The seven touchdowns, no interceptions, you know, completing 72% of his passes last year. Uh, two of those teams were top 10 defenses that he went up against. Um, but this has to be one of the more unexpected, great stretches for Patrick Mahomes because it's not something that we could have predicted happening. They were the number one offense last year. Like they're middle of the pack scoring offense this year, and yet this is only the fourth time in his career. Fifth time, I guess, when you throw in last year's playoffs, the fifth time in his career, Matt, that he's had a three-game stretch with these numbers: at least sixty-nine percent completion percentage, seven hundred tu- uh, seven hundred yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and a one hundred quarterback rating. There have been four other stretches like that in his entire career. Last year was one of them. And this year is one of them. Uh, it's uh, the other ones were were at least expected or didn't come out as like, oh my god, look what, what's happening here. And and with this group of players, Matt, and the defenses they're going up against, and two of those games being on the road, I, I asked the question earlier, just us talking about it: Is this the best stretch of football we've seen Patrick Mahomes play with all of the uh, uh, circumstances and everything thrown into this uh, th- this uh, big bowl and? Uh, the stew. And I think it very reasonably could be argued that it is. I mean, because I go just even further into just watching how he has played. I think we're also talking about a stretch here where it's not that he just hasn't made any turnovers, but hasn't made any turnover worthy throw. That's a good point. I mean, he is just absolutely putting the ball in a few circumstances when it's a tight window he has still been putting it in the spot where only his guy can get it. I mean, he made a couple of throws to Kelsey in particular that, you know, you couldn't even count as turnover-worthy throws because, you know, the defender had no chance. I mean, mm-hmm. Kelsey had, was the only one that had a slight chance of catching some of them and came down with a couple of them in ridiculous fashion. 
But, you know, the other part of it, too, is, is I, I, I liked your terminology about, you know, coming up with a new name for a game manager because <laughs> it, it's kind of, you know, you can't, re, you can't put Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy in the same category. I mean, and I consider Brock Purdy a really, really good game manager. Um, Alex Smith was an incredible game manager. Patrick Mahomes, the, play, the football he's playing right now, yeah, it's an executive style of game management. I mean, it's just on another level. Um, because, you know, I mean, the throwaways that he's making, I mean, it's and like even Andy Reid pointed out, then there's times when he could be throwing it away that he's not yeah. and takes the sack to keep the clock running rather than just throwing it away. I mean, you know, the decisions that he's making right now are just to me what's incredible because I just I can't really point to any mistake. I mean, I think Josh and I were talking in the postgame show that, uh, you know, he missed maybe three more completions by maybe two and a half, three yards total. I mean, it's just as far as, you know, hey, this ball was six inches behind Richie James, and this ball was maybe a, a foot short for Noah Gray. I mean, and MVS, that, the one that was just uh, right at his uh, feet. Um, yeah, I think that one, Rishi Rice, too. I yeah, mean, you know, it's, yeah. The, yeah. It's weird we can remember the incompletions because there were so many completions. <laughs> so <it's, laughs> you know, it's like counting all the completions to Kadarius Tony. <laughs> it's like, but, I remember you know, the four it, of them. But when it comes to like the aggregate numbers, for sure. I mean, to me, this goes back to what you know. We I've, I've been saying it for at least a little while now. I, I'm firmly bought into this theory: is just that the pendulum has swung. I mean, you know, right now you look across the league, offense was down. I know a lot of people will say, "Hey, it's the year of the backup quarterback." But no, you look at guys like Mahomes, and I think you're going to see no. It's that defenses have gotten better. Yeah. They have figured out some of these spread concepts that teams are using. They have figured out how to counter them. You know, there's split zones and some of the pattern matching. And, you know, you look at some of the innovations that Vic Fangio came up with that everybody's stealing. And, and Spags has got some innovations that he's come up with that people are stealing. You know, the way that the Chiefs deploy their, their secondary. I mean, a lot of teams are doing that now, you know, as far as, you know, just trying to find ways to slow down offense. And it's working. I mean, they're, they're having some success. And the goal of all of it, of course, is just to find ways to force quarterbacks to check down. And if you can turn every quarterback into the league into a game manager, well, the best game manager wins. And right now, Patrick Mahomes has been the best game manager in football. Yeah, and, and uh, it's, it's been a joy to watch. Uh, unexpected, but also a uh, pretty big uh, joy to watch. Uh, Matt Derrick is our guest. Uh, you, you mentioned a couple of those throws that were made by Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey um, I, I talked about it on Monday when um, at what point in the game where I thought, yeah, this is different. Okay, yeah, if I could uh, pick again, I would definitely pick the Chiefs right now. Uh, and it happened pretty early in the game. For me, it was fourth and two when Mahomes threw the rope to Travis Kelsey and Kelsey snatched it out of the air, strong, confident. There wasn't a double catch. We've seen him, quite frankly, in contested catches, you know, not catch the ball or bobble the ball or – you know, double catch it from time to time. And that was just pure, brought it down, old school looking uh, Travis Kelsey, no question about it. And I thought, all right, these guys are locked in. And then, of course, the touchdown happens to uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, but but for me, it turned in, in my view of the game pretty early um, in that one. Where it, was there a part early on, because you're talking about these throws to, to Kelsey, that you thought, yeah, okay, this is why I picked it. This is why I picked the Chiefs. Yeah, I had the I had the distinct pleasure of watching the game over at the uh, the KSHB studios, uh, doing a pregame and postgame shows, mm-hmm. and so I had the, the pleasure of, of watching the game with TV's Mick Schaefer, 
uh, TV's Mackenzie Nelson and Uber producer extraordinaire Nick Jacobs. And uh, and Joshua knows this. You may listen, know this if you listen to the podcast, Jason, but um, everybody should get the opportunity to watch a game with Nick Jacobs. It's absolutely fantastic and awesome in so many ways. I want to one time at least. But I, I mean, I said when the, the, when the Ravens went three and out, I'm mm. like, on the first drive, I'm like, okay, they're in trouble. And yeah. after after the touchdown, I texted a friend of mine and said, "These guys aren't effing around today." Um, that to me, I mean those those first two drives in particular, and honestly, the Ravens drive, the scoring drive, didn't really turn me around much because it was a fluke play. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. it, you know, it, it, freaking Nick Bolton covered. Zay Flowers for seven and a half seconds. He had him covered for seven and a half seconds. And if the Chiefs had been able to get you know, Lamar Jackson down in 7.56 seconds, they'd have gotten him. But, you know, to get 7.5 seconds to run around and finally, you know, on a broken play, find somebody. I mean, that's about as good a defense as you can possibly mm-hmm. play. And if that's the only way that you're going to score a touchdown all day, you have no chance. Yeah, so. and on that drive, I mean, they converted a fourth down and one, uh, in which Turk Wharton was uh, massively held. Um, excuse me, uh, the Chiefs' offense massively held the Chiefs' defense. I'm guessing that must be what it was because the Chiefs were the only ones that uh, commit penalties. Um, and then Leo Chanel had the sack on Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is is brilliant uh, at times. And so I'm with you. That touchdown happened, and I'm like. That drive isn't necessarily one that I look at and go, oh, God, uh-oh, oh, no. That drive was the Chiefs, I felt like, played pretty good football. They had a play drawn up in which they got a sack. Lamar's great. Um, and they had a fourth and one in which Turk Wharton was going to fill the hole, but he was pulled down, and Lamar Jackson had the, the hole to run through. Maybe he still picks up the first down. I don't think he picks up the first down and 25 extra yards after that if Turk Wharton's allowed to get through the uh, the, uh, the the offensive line. But, uh, you know, I also digress on that particular one. But I'm with you. That, that touchdown drive didn't uh, scare me, and I'm like, they're a fluke play away from still not having any points as most of that game was going along. That uh, it was just uh, it was brilliant. Um, one of the things that was a negative that came out of that play or that game, Matt, was directly after stripping Lamar Jackson of the football and getting that turnover. The very next defensive play, when the Chiefs' defense got back out there, uh, Charles who tears his ACL. He's been playing such good football. Um, how big of an impact do you think this will be not having a minute who against the 49ers offense? Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly deals a blow to your depth. Now, how will the Chiefs handle it? I mean, it's the last game of the season. It's the Super Bowl. So it's all hands on deck, and you just throw everything out there. So who will take Charles and Minnehue's snaps? I mean, I think it'll probably be fairly, no, not evenly distributed, but probably – you know, distributed amongst maybe four players, and and three of them are going to be regulars. I mean, I think it just means that you play Mike Dannon more, you play George Karloffs more, maybe you know Chris Jones takes a few more snaps. Chris Jones had a decent amount of snaps at uh, at defensive end after a minute who went down. I'm not saying that that's yeah. what's going to happen this and, week, but you know. and not ruling out that you know Malik Herring and Felix and Adike Uzama won't pick up some more snaps too. And I'm assuming that Felix would be next man up in that situation. Um, but, and they might get some plays, but I think it's, it's, it's the Super Bowl. You go mm-hmm. with your horses. So, you know, hey, there's no, there's, there's no practice tomorrow. So after this, so if Chris Jones needs to play 90 snaps, my person has the snaps, George yeah. Carlos is 90%, you do that. Now, you can't do that if you get into a, a horse race and the 49ers are running 80 offensive plays. Then you're going you're gonna to miss that depth, and you are going to need some other guys. But... Yeah, I, I, I would guess that that's how most of it's handled. Mm-hmm. I mean, certainly 
you know, your backups will probably get a few more looks, but I think a large part of it is just that you're going to go with your horses. Matt Derrick, Chiefs Digest, uh, 41 is the Mike podcast, and uh, never, ever failing uh, Patrick Mahomes believer, except when he picked the Bills the week before <laughs> to beat the Chiefs in Buffalo. Uh, Matt, I, the I don't know. I'm going to look. I'm, I'm going to look. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I actually like, don't I, remember. I think, <laughs> it sounded good in my mind. Little fake news there, Jason. So let me look. Let me look. I actually, I actually no, you picked the Chiefs twenty four seventeen. Damn it! Yeah, I just, I don't remember. Son of a gun! I don't remember ever not taking the Chiefs at a playoff game. I, mean, I hear Matt Derrick Dolphins twenty four <laughs> Chiefs seven. I made up the thing about the Bills. I'm sorry. I was uh, just. Trying I to... I'm trying. The only one that's really questioning me is. I, I don't remember in the one in 22 whether I took the Chiefs or the Bengals. No, you took the Bengals. I remember. Uh, I distinct. No, I'm just joking. I, <laughs> Listen, I, the Chiefs have never well, lost, so this is a good strategy. Yes, I know you have. I, I know you have it in your notes there, Jason, somewhere. So you can look look it up for me. I'll, I'll actually go back and. I'll you said put the look. house on the Chiefs over the Bucks in the Super Bowl. Okay. I, just I don't remember. I'm going to go back well, and look, Matt, just because uh, now I'm I curious. Uh, I did, I, I'm pretty sure I did take the Chiefs in the, in, against the Bucks because, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely did. did. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't. I did too. Offensive line wasn't going to be an issue. don't remember how much I felt like Lucy kicking the football and everything to, yeah. to go to, to, enough to take the Chiefs because I was like, well, you know what? These guys haven't gotten by them. Maybe I should take the Bengals. I don't think I did, though. I, yeah. So I think oh, I have yeah. been a a, a a Patrick Mahomes loyalist and Chiefs apologist in the playoffs yeah. all along. Well, you know what? Your record in the playoffs of picking the Chiefs is fourteen and three. Mine's thirteen and four. We're close. We're right see, there. there you We're go. Right there. You're, so, you've I got mean, a game oh, on me. There you. I mean, obviously, it's a good betting strategy. Yeah, so. for sure. Matt, you're the man as always. I really appreciate it. Uh, ChiefsDigest.com. Forty one is the Mike podcast. Will you guys have another uh, podcast this week? Um, you know, uh, talking about the game or. Uh, what's the schedule going to be like for that? We are. I don't know if we're going to get to do, do, do it on Sunday or we might do it Monday, but okay. yep, we are going to have a podcast awesome. out previewing the game. Awesome. Matt Derrick, ChiefsDigest.com, and 41 is the Mike Podcast. Matt, you're the man. Appreciate it as always, brother. We will talk next week. Looking forward to it already. Sorry, I put you on hold. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. My uh, my finger was on the hold button, and then it just fell. You and, and Juwan uh, and Taylor it, both. Uh, sorry about that. I'm you, just... Juwan Taylor, Eric Fisher, cannot sorry. stop holding. Matt, you're our uh, Nick Bosa of uh, of radio. Thank you, sir. I look forward to the conversation already, Matt. Buffalo. <laughs> More zone next. <laughs> So I went back and found the um, the format of the day that um, we talked to Matt Derrick last year on a Friday before the Chiefs and Bengals AFC Championship game, and um, his prediction was one of two. It was either the Bengals winning 45-6 to or the Chiefs winning 24-21. I'm going to let you guys guess which one it was. I don't want to give away the, 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 the answer there. That's just that's a multiple choice. A, 45-6, to Bengals win, or B, 24-21 in a game that ended 23-20. Definitely could have been either one. Absolutely. I'm leaning, I know what it is, and I'm leaning towards A. No, he had the Chiefs winning 24-21. So good for him. Good for him. He is amazed at how well organized you are, though. So, 
I also uh, think that um, he is dumb because he picked the Chiefs to beat the Bengals two years ago. Yeah. So, Stupid. idiot. Dummy. I, Diot. How do you pick against Joe Burrow? That's what I've always said. You simply, you simply can't. <laughs> you simply cannot. Uh, we'll get Matt Derrick's prediction on Chiefs and 49ers next week. I'm going to guess it starts with the Chiefs having the bigger number. Well, I guess with this logic, yeah. <laughs> the actual analysis doesn't matter. Chiefs no matter what. Chiefs no matter what. The, Chiefs uh, by a lot or Chiefs by a little, Matt? Joked about, um, you know, we used to joke about, uh, you know, in a previous radio life when it was like Kentucky's like, I mean, our top three scores are missing. Coaches had the flu. It's the best team in America, and it's on the road, but I feel confident. Cats by 10. Cats by 10. <laughs> Cats by 10. Cats by 10. <laughs> I feel like you just named all the reasons why they have no chance of winning. I don't care. Cats by 10. I think Cats by 10 in that one. Um, Their coach is on a deserted island. Yes. Top three scores are down. Uh, don't have enough bench players. <laughs> Mahomes, no matter what. Mahomes is going to win, man. Um, all right, so uh, today there's going to be a switch. It's not going to be Reed and Rasheed Rice. There's a switch oh. now. It's going to be Tobe, Spags, Nagy, and Travis Kelsey. Okay. So Kelsey will be at the podium today because Kelsey's been at the podium with Andy Reid on a fast Friday. Yes. And they've had other uh, players with the coordinators. So they've moved Kelsey because this is the last availability until Monday, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Um so that's why you're good. Well, I guess, the, the, do they do interviews when they land, when they arrive? Do any players do anything? I don't when think they, so. I, don't I think, think they do either. Get the footage and. Yeah, the B roll. We'd have to ask Mick that since yeah. he's always there. That, he said that was one of his two favorite days. Yeah. Uh, was a rival. Maybe um, there is something else to it. I don't know. Um, but um, I, don't th- I don't remember them talking. They, they talked to different dignitaries, like the Las Vegas mayor and this lady who's number one at the strip club. And then the, here are oh. all the chiefs arriving. Isn't that who they'll talk to? I think they come. Right? I think there's a parade of there's just parade those, of- like five people. We've got the mayor, number one strip club. <laughs> oh, you're in town this weekend. Let's talk. Uh, 913-912-4810 is the uh, text line. And, yes, so it'll be uh, Steve Spagnuolo, Dave Tobe, Matt Nagy, and Travis Kelsey. We'll see if – what does Travis Kelsey think of the Justin Tucker interaction? I am pumped to hear what he has to say. It's about time we finally get him in front of a microphone to talk about it. Uh, So as Curtis Seabolt has pointed out, the roster today now is Tobe, Spags, Nags, and Swags. I think you would have, you should have gone with Tobe, Spags, Nags, and Wags. Because mm. Wags are the wives and girlfriends. But he is the partner to the more famous person. Is that what we're doing? I like it. Right, but but people are much more in tune with Kelsey because, because of the wag. Because of the wag. Okay, very good. Sure. Either way, yeah, it works. So the, uh, but, but yeah, he certainly has the swag. We got in Dave, fact- Spag, Nag, and Swag. <laughs> Doesn't because, work. We got to get Tobin here somehow. Because the New York Times has written a story. I didn't see this about kids now going to the barbershop asking for the Kelsey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Take that, Eric Hosmer and Patrick Mahomes simultaneously. Which for three hundred years has just been called a fade. <laughs> They actually, they give the kids the beard is the thing. They, I mean, they shave that. They go with the fade and they move that hair down to the beard area so they can have the full sort of. It might be one of the dumbest articles ever written. Hmm. Like, it's one thing to say, I want the Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah, so you got the, uh, the, the Mohawk I'm gonna, I think there. I'm going to do something brave, Jason. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. No, it's absurd. I think if you walk in and you say, I want the Travis Kelsey, of course, the barbers go, 
I'm gonna give you a fade. But if you're, but if the kids come in with a picture of Travis Kelsey on their phone or whatever, they're asking for the Travis Kelsey, but it shouldn't be collectively rebranded that way. I'm willing to give some dual credit here. She's not gonna walk in and go, I want the Teen Wolf. I'm like, oh no, what, what, here, I need to show you a picture of what specifically I want my hair to look like. It's like, I want the Travis Kelsey. What does it look like? Well, there's hair on the top and then it slowly goes away. So you want to fade? No, I said a Kelsey. I think if you want... Cool. I'll just call it a fade. You want an even low? No. Okay, you want a fade then! <laughs> I think I think if you want the Teen Wolf, you don't need to be at a barber. You just have to keep, yeah. keep growing that hair. Can you line up my uh, my hairline on my forehead too? Can you patch some of this on my oh, like neck? Let me guess. Know. You calling that the Kelsey too? Oh, look at Kelsey's hairline up in his forehead. God, guys. You I have a great barber that can really line you up? I'm Let's sorry. call it the Kelsey. I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry, Kansas City. Jason can't stop betting against Patrick Mahomes or railing against Travis Kelsey. I'm sorry. That's not me. You know, it's my barber really lined me up at uh, on the top. I called it the Kelsey. You mean, let's just call it the Widow's Peak. No, no, no. Really lined me up perfectly. Just square, boxed off. Beautiful, man. Hairline right there. No extra forehead showing. Didn't mess it up. Faded it out. The Kelsey. I think you're off base here. Dylan went to the barber and asked for the Lebo.